Hey, we want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us on the JF Podcast. It is our hope that this most recent talk teaches you, inspires you, and challenges you to live the life you were designed to live. If this message has helped you in some way, help someone else by sharing it. And if you want more information about who we are, what we do, or you'd like to contribute to our community, you can find us at JolietNaz.org. Thanks so much for listening. All right. Good morning, Joliet First. Good to see you again. I'm so excited for today. And here's why. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had some really great speakers. We've had some guests come in from out of town. Um, and, and i got to say, these guys are pros. They've been at it forever, and, and they just did a fantastic job. Um, but I don't know. What excites me more is the fact that we have new leaders growing up within this church. Like God is raising up new people in this church, and, and Katie Eaton is one of those people, and I'm just looking forward to the message that she's going to bring today. It was so funny when Janelle and I came to, to church here, uh, when we first came here, people said, um, Katie, man, get, just, she's just Katie. I mean, she just, she, she's special. Needs, she needs some help. Like, she's, she's just on her own road. And I, I think about when that was said to me, and then I think about where we are two and a half years later, and she's going to share her experience with you today. But this is a young lady who has been so tuned into God over the last two and a half years that he's called her into ministry as a youth pastor. And so she just said, I've got to share this with a group of people today, and what better day to do that on Mother's Day. Let me tell you, she's been working hard, and we've been meeting one-on-one. We've been coaching and mentoring, and it's been a good experience, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do through her and the lives that will be changed because of her story and what God has done in her life. It is a powerful, powerful, amazing thing. So would you invite your own family member, Katie Eaton, this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm a little nervous. I'm sorry. So let me shake it out. Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. I'm so excited to be up here, but I'm also very nervous. Okay, would you pray with me really quick? Hey, God, thank you so much for um, today. Thank you that you have given us an opportunity to wake up and experience your presence again. Um, I pray that this time would just be glorified, and you would be glorified in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, how many of you have made a dumb decision? Like, you totally just made a stupid decision. <laughs> because we've all done it. And maybe, maybe there were consequences to that decision. Maybe there weren't. Um, or maybe, maybe you weren't even, maybe somebody influenced you to make that dumb decision that you made. <laughs> so I can, and... And looking back on that moment in your life, you can think, wow, that really was not a good moment. (laughs) Like, you don't even want to look back to it. You're almost ashamed or embarrassed a little bit. I can think back to a time for me. It was my senior year of high school. And my junior and senior year, I did um, beauty school. So I would go to beauty school half the day, and then I would go to regular school. And my senior year, they give us a three-week time period that we can come into beauty school and get the hours that we need. And I only needed about 50 or so. So I had a little bit of leeway. I could come in later and, and leave earlier. And my best friend at the time, we, 
<laughs> we were absolutely an inseparable pair. And we, I actually tried, we tried to convince people that I was actually adopted into her family. <laughs> like, that was a thing that we did. And um, we absolutely loved going to concerts together. And that was, like, our thing. And so she came into beauty school on a Friday after I had already graduated Manuka and was just doing beauty school. And she's like, listen, we have to go to Summerfest. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like, no, we have school. And she's like, no, come on, we have to go. And if you don't know what Summerfest is, it is this huge fair music festival. I don't know, it's like Lollapalooza on steroids. <laughs> and it's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on the lake. And um, she was like, come on, we have to go. Jake Miller is playing tonight. And I was like, no, we're not doing this. I cannot lie to my parents. They're not going to let me go. And she's like, come on, please. So we came up with this lie. And she's actually just finding this out now. Both of them, both of them are finding this out in this very moment. That we were going to a lake house for the weekend with her family's friends. And my mom was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Not knowing, obviously. And so we left beauty school early, and we got in the car, and we drove to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> and it doesn't stop there. <laughs> we went to the concert. It was a great time. We met them. We got selfies. We did the whole thing. And then we drove home. And on the way back, I was like, yo, look who's playing tomorrow. <laughs> and we got the bright idea that we would get up and do it all over again. So we did. So two days in a row, I drove up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then drove back home. And looking back on that, that was such a dumb decision. Why would I do that? And there were so many, like, what if factors. Like, what if we would have been in a car accident? What if we would have had a flat tire? What if we would have been hurt or kidnapped or something? And I'm guessing that in this decision that you made, you can look back and you have some regrets. And there's a story about this woman, and she was living a life that was, she didn't, she was living a life that she had shame, she had regret, she had so many things, and her life was very messy. And the writer of this story, his name is John, and he was one of Jesus' 12 disciples. And when Jesus called John to follow him, he said, come follow me. And John and his brother literally were like, okay. Like, they literally had, didn't even know who Jesus was. And they were like, okay. And I can't help but wonder that halfway through that, halfway through deciding to follow Jesus, if they were like, did I just make a bad decision? Am I going to regret this? Because Jesus was a guy who liked to stir things up. He liked to make messes. He was in other people's messes. He was in trouble sometimes. And so throughout John's life, he was also in everyone else's mess. And I think maybe he had that question come into his mind. Is, am I going to regret this? And Jesus and John find themselves in another mess. And this is what John says. He was, I'm going to paraphrase, but the actual scripture is going to be up there. So Jesus and his disciples have been traveling, and they are in Samaria, and they come to a town, and they stop. And it's the hottest part of the day, 
The sun's beaming down. They're tired. They've been traveling. And they're like, Jesus, we're going to go get some food in the town. You can stay here and chill. And Jesus is like, okay. So Jesus comes and sits down by this well. And this woman comes out to draw her water. And while she's drawing her water, Jesus says, can you give me a drink? And this Samaritan woman's response to her, response to him with, how can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan. And Jews and Samaritans do not associate. Now this is just a messy situation already. Because Jesus is a Jew and she's a Samaritan. And back then they didn't, they didn't mix well. And two, because she's a woman and Jesus is a man. And back then, a conversation one-on-one, not a thing. Not a thing. It didn't, it didn't go over well. This would have labeled this woman. She would have been shunned. She would have been judged. She would have been talked about. But my favorite thing about Jesus is if you look at his life and who he hung out with, he hung out with people who were labeled. He hung out with poor, the poor, the sick, the tax collectors, the thieves, all the people that me and you probably wouldn't hang out with, that's who Jesus was hanging out with. And what we learn later on is that this woman has already been labeled. She already has a label. We read later in the story that she actually has been married five times, and the guy that she's living with now is not her husband. So she's already been labeled. She's already been judged. She's been dealing with it. She's, she's, she's living a messy life. But Jesus doesn't care about her labels. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the social standards. He literally does not care. And she's coming out at a time in the hottest part of the day which women back then would come out in the morning and in the evening to draw their water, never in the middle of the day, but this woman is, which tells me that she was carrying around shame, regret, and she was tired of judgment. She was so tired, and she was just trying to avoid a judgmental situation. And me and you do this all the time. Like, we do. Maybe it's going to your high school reunion where you know you're going to see everybody that you went to school with and it's going to be a constant comparison game of who's doing well and who's not, or who peaked in high school. Or maybe for teenagers, it's literally walking into school every day. Like, how do you not get judged for the clothes that you wear or the things that you partake in and the things that you don't? Or maybe it's taking your kids out in public. You just avoid that altogether (laughs) because your kids are out of control. And you're scared that someone's going to judge you or your parenting style. I know for me, I absolutely hate being asked the question, Katie, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) I absolutely hate that question so much. Because if I don't give the candid answer of, oh, I'm going to blah, blah, blah college to get my blah, blah, blah degree, there's a level of judgment that I chose failure instead of success. And there was a few weekends ago where I was going to my grandma's 83rd birthday party, and I just did not want to go. (laughs) That sounds terrible. But I was going to be meeting a lot of new people, and I knew that question was going to be asked. And I'm honestly not all comfortable with what I'm doing right now. (laughs) I feel like my life is a hot mess. And I quit my job 
about a month ago, and I enrolled in school, and I'm going away this summer for a month to work with teenagers at a camp. And so, <laughs> so I really just had some insecurities, and I was just like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I don't, I don't want to go into a situation where I already know that I'm going to be prejudged for my answer. But the beautiful thing about my story, and about your story, and about this woman's story, is that Jesus moves us into something different. Something that where insecurities and judgment aren't a thing. And this is, this is what Jesus says next to this woman at the well. He says, anyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will have eternal life. And what Jesus is offering this woman in this very moment, in this messy, messy moment, is a new start. A fresh, new start. He doesn't care what she's done. He doesn't care where she's been. He wants her to have a new start in this very moment. And he doesn't say, oh, you can, you can have it tomorrow. Oh, you can have it next week after you move out of that guy's house. You can have it after you die. No, he's offering it to her right now. And he's offering her something that's going to satisfy her soul and going to give her life to the full. Because Jesus isn't saying, oh, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it all. Don't worry about it. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I'm going to give you fullness in your mess. I'm going to meet you in the middle of your mess, and I'm going to do it with you. You're not going to have to do it alone anymore. It's not on you. We're together now. And I think that we carry around so much. Our lives are messy. Our relationships, our friendships, our marriage, our kids, it's so messy. And we think we have it all, like we feel like we have to have it all together. And we, we don't. That's the reality, we don't. It can't, it's messy. And Jesus isn't saying, oh, I'm going to fix it for you. No, he's saying, I want to do it with you. Will you let me do it with you? That's what he wants. And I know this to be true because he's met me in my own mess. <laughs> when I was in high school my senior year, I really just didn't get it. I didn't get life. I was like, so you mean I have to go to school for another four years and then I'm going to work and then I'm just going to do it every day until I die? That's it? That's why we're here? I don't. <laughs> There's got to be something more than that. And so I had the opportunity to go to Peru with our church. And at that time, when I was 18, that was probably the messiest point I had ever experienced. I'm away from home. I'm in a different country. I don't speak the language. I've eaten Chinese food for two weeks straight. Maybe some meat with some hair on it. I don't know. I mean... I I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> but 
the full. Like, I experienced life to the full. Like, God was like, that, no, there's way more to life. There is so much more, Katie. Pay attention. Like, there is so much more. I have so much more for you. Now, fast forward six countries later. <laughs> uh, and, and now I'm, I'm here on this stage, which what? <laughs> That's wild. Um, <laughs> I quit my job at a law office three weeks ago where I made decent money. I currently have no income. I've registered for school that starts tomorrow <laughs> while I'm going to be in Disney World. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but in all this, my insecurities have really bubbled up. Katie, you're not good enough to do this. You're not smart enough. People aren't going to take you seriously. In the middle of this mess that I'm currently dealing with, God is saying, Katie, I think you're good enough. What else? What does it matter? I think you're good enough. I think you're smart enough. Why do you care if other people take you seriously? Because I'm taking you really seriously. That's why you're up here. And in the middle of my big old mess that I'm dealing with right now, Jesus is speaking the loudest. When I'm the most far out of my comfort zone, that's when he's speaking the loudest. So I want to encourage you to step out of your comfort zones. And invite Jesus into your mess. Because he doesn't want to fix it for you. He wants to do it with you. We can't do it alone. We absolutely cannot. <laughs> we sure try, though. But we can't. So I don't know where you are today. I, I don't. I don't know if you maybe don't even know if God exists. Or maybe you think that your mess is way too messy for Jesus to even enter. I don't know where you are. But for my life and my mess, he just wants to be with you. That's it. And I, I want you to know this. I never want you to feel like you're too far gone. Don't feel like you're too far. Because too far gone is not a thing with God. It's not a thing. Turn to your partner and say, too far gone is not a thing with God. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist. And I'm sure this woman at the well felt like she was too far gone. But God met her in that moment, in her mess, and made something beautiful out of her mess. So my question to you today is are you willing to invite Jesus into your mess? Are you willing to give it a try? Because I think you should.
Good job. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. I love, I told Katie when, when, when we were working through her, her, her message, I told her that last line that you wrote is genius. I don't know if you can capture the genius of what she said this morning, but I love it that too far gone is not a thing with God. Too far gone is not a thing with God. And you know the insecurities, right? You know the fear. You know the depth of what you deal with every day, feeling like you're not matching up or you're making it or you're good enough. And I've heard so many people tell me, God wouldn't let me be here. God wouldn't accept me at your church. Maybe your people wouldn't accept me at your church. And I think that's the heart of our church here, right? Is that nobody is too far gone for God. We don't care where you are, what your story is, what you've been through. We just feel like God is for you and he wants you and he loves you and he chases after you. And we truly believe that your life can be changed in so many ways. That as Katie said, like, is just going to school and then going to work and showing up every day, is that all there is to it? And I love that she said, nope, not for me. And you talk about faith. I mean, some of us wouldn't even jump on a plane. This young lady's been to six different countries. Some of us haven't even been outside the city, let alone the United States. So to get on a plane and be in six different countries and to show God's love to the world around her and then to stand up in front of you today, that's faith. That's fullness. That's God meeting her in the middle of her mess. And so this morning, I I want you to pull out the cards that you were handed when you first came in. And if you look on the back, there are some next steps that, that we want you to take. Uh, One of the things that we believe as a staff is is we want people to have forward movement in their life. So for you, whether that's joining a small group or or serving and being part of what we do here at Joliet First, we want you to be part of that. Maybe for you, it's acknowledging today that you're not too far gone for God. Or maybe today, your next step is saying, you know what, Um, I'm not really sure I've got this whole thing figured out, but I know that I want Jesus part of my life, and I really want what, what Katie's expressed today. And so I would ask that you would just tell us your story. We're going to take offering here in a second. And if you would just fill that out. And and when our ushers go by, if you'd put that in the offering plate so we can understand what's going on with you. And we'll connect with you you, uh, um, after we receive those cards. We've been celebrating as a church. I, I don't... It's been so much fun over the last month and a half. We had another young lady recommit her life to Christ last week. um, And that's just unbelievable. If you think about the story of where she's come from, her friend introduced um, her to our church and said they can help you. And and, and that's 14 people that have decided, I'm going to give my life or recommit my life to Christ over the last month and a half. I'm telling you, that is a beautiful thing. And so we celebrate what God is doing in this church. one of the things that I want us to do is, is, is to respond to the message that we received today. So if you're serving communion, would you come forward this morning? One of the things that we love to do at the church here is we don't feel like we're going to make you stand up or raise your hand and say, yeah, hey, that's me today. No, one of the ways we respond is we come forward to the table and we receive communion. 
We believe God's grace will meet you at this table, will meet you right here in this time. And that the best way that you can experience God's love is by coming forward and receiving from the body and the blood that was shed for you this morning. So let me pray for us. Lord, we give thanks for this amazing message that was given to us today. We thank you that you died on the cross for us and that you love us. Lord, I pray for the person who has felt like, oh my goodness, my life is too messy for God. And what's so cool is that you show up in the middle of history and you meet people who have been married five times and who are living with people who aren't their own spouses or husband. And you say, let me give you new life. You meet people who feel like they aren't smart enough. uh, They're not good enough. You meet people who feel like I've made too many mistakes and you just show up and you say, nope, today I want to give you eternal life. And again, it's not tomorrow. It's not down the road. It's not in the future when you die. I want to give you this experience to the fullness right now in this moment. And so I, t- I just pray today that, that as we experience your presence today, we would sense something new about our lives and that we are always called to something more. And so we give you thanks and it's in Jesus' name we pray.